0: Please welcome this evening's moderator, Refinery29's Michael Brown. Are you really, really excited? Who here has had the privilege to see the movie yet, like so far? No one? Okay, cool. I have. Um, But what's so good is that we have the trailer. So let's show the trailer and see how funny this is. It's really funny.
1: Put your face on in
2: the car. Sorry, guys. Work drama.
0: Hey, Linda.
2: Oh, my God. (gasps) I was really looking forward to going cross-country skiing with the family.
1: Oh, I get it. We're lying. We're engaged. Congratulations. Thanks.
3: Cheers. Your profile said you work in the film industry. That's cool.
0: I work at Take Two Video. Oh God, no.
3: Uh, my ex-boyfriend just walked through the door.
0: You want to make him really jealous? No, that's not at all. I wanted to it. touch the shoulder.
3: No. Nope. Permission to touch? Nope.
0: Okay. Well, wow. Well.
3: Are you Ashley Driscoll? Yes. It's Kate Fields. <laughs> oh my God! Look at you. You look,
0: you know, so much older.
3: Thanks. It's your 30th birthday. I don't wanna make a big deal about it. I'm just gonna be this weird, sad, lonely cat lady that sends over-sexualized birthday cards. Oh, yeah. Let's have a party. <gasps> yes, please, please, let us throw you a party. All right, well, keep it very small.
0: Classy, even. What is happening, you crazy idiot? Um,
3: Evie, I think I said small and tasteful. Uh, Kate, <laughs> small and tasteful is how you describe an Olsen awesome
2: twin, not an awesome V-Day blowout bash.
0: what you got. Wow! Wow! (laughs) Didn't recognize me in my weekend look, did you? Have you seen that girl you aim and (sighs) I was just right? No! Woo!
1: Party, 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 party. Yeah. I can't do
0: it. That that. was wet. Sorry. And it just gets funnier. Um, Let's bring out the reason why we're all here tonight. Grace Helbig, Mamrie Hart, and Hannah Hart. Big round of applause. What's up,
1: Apple Store?
0: Um, let's get right into it. Yeah. I would just love to know very quickly the backstory of this movie. How did it, how did it come to be?
3: Uh, well, I was turning 30 when I started writing it, and I was having a blast embracing my age and you know, ready to have a party on my 30th, but a lot of people I knew didn't feel the same way. They weren't really celebrating it or going out of their way. They were silently dealing with uh, all their insecurities about turning 30, so that was kind of the jumping off place, and then Grace and I had recently watched, we streamed a movie on, we used to do this thing called Home Buddies, and we watched Can't Hardly Wait, and we just, we were like... Party movies are so much fun, and there's so many of them that deal with parties in high school, but we're 30, almost. Like, we still have house parties and fun, so we wanted to create that feeling, but at, uh, you know, a decade later. Yep.
0: And that you accomplished it, I feel like, definitely. Absolutely. Um, So, Grace and Mamrie, both of you come from very strong improv backgrounds, and Hannah, I've been on set with you before, and you're very quick on your feet. Um, Yeah, I know. Um, How closely did you guys stick to the script throughout Filming.
2: Uh, we stuck to the script exactly, uh, for the most part, because Mamrie wrote the script and Mamrie would stand by the monitor and make sure none of her jokes got changed. <laughs> They're going off script! <laughs> I
3: was but there I every second, every shot, didn't matter if I was in it. Yeah.
1: But it's
2: also, it's a great script, and there's very limited time when you're shooting a film, and there's a lot
3: of other people
2: involved, not just the three of us. And so, any time wasted uh, was affected Everyone was affected by that, so we tried to be as professional as possible. There were a few moments where things got improvised, like the whole, there's a whole dance fight sequence that happens, uh, and that was just in between two different shots that were getting set up, and everyone was there, all the extras, and we just rolled on this dance sequence, and it's like one of my favorite moments in the
3: movie. Yeah, no time was wasted, and that answers the second question, it was not real alcohol on set. We were completely (laughs) sober the entire time, honestly. So no real
0: white Russian no, the,
3: the, I was drinking warm soy milk with fake ice. No. For yeah. Seventeen days. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so that's method. For
3: Her me. bones are so strong,
2: strong now. So, so strong.
0: strong. Um, Mamrie, this is the second feature you've written, and what how has the writing process changed since Tim, uh, Camp Dakota?
3: Oh, oh, wow. I don't know. I wrote a book in between, so I think from that I was just really excited to write in script form and dialogue again. It's different this time around because in Camp Dakota, it was mainly just the three of us in every scene of the movie. So juggling all the different storylines of this one and making sure that each one of them had their moment to shine, I think that was the big part. There was definitely a draft, probably um, like nine months before we actually shot it, where there were... Four characters that and four whole storylines that didn 't make it in because there 's a limited amount of time, and if, if someone doesn 't get their due what 's the point? Kill your darlings as they say wow um, that 's a phrase <laughs> relax. <laughs>
1: Am I But dog? also,
2: this time around, I feel like you got to do what you do best, which is write jokes. Like, yeah. Camp Dakota was funny, but there was more sweet moments than, you know, laugh-out-loud funny moments. And this, you just got to throw in joke, 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 and it really shows. It's a laugh-out-loud movie. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I, was, I watched this movie at my desk at work, and I'm just sitting there with my headphones on cackling and it wasn't a great office situation, but it was an enjoyable movie. Um, Awesome. I wanna know, um, oh, so in the movie, Kate is very fixated on this letter that she gets in the mail. Yeah. This is not a spoiler, this is the plot. Um, (laughs) I promise. Um, And it's all about like, this is who I'm gonna be when I turn 30. What did you guys think you were gonna be when you grew up when you were kids?
1: Oh, we began this question a lot, and it's always so interesting to kind of try and reflect on the the person you were when you were, like, 16, let's say. Um, For me, I genuinely thought when I was 16, I had, like, such small aspirations. I was like, I'm going to have, like, a husband, and... (laughs) I was like, I want to have a, a husband, Hannah. Yeah, that's the ticket. Um, <laughs> were you Mr. Burns when you were 16? Uh, yeah, I was just like, Place the house. Just put it there. Um, and kids. And I was like, and maybe I'll be a teacher. You know, I was like, I just wanted to, like, have a family and make sure I was happy and just really as, as simple as possible. So I fucked that one up. Um, no, but uh, yeah. And so I think that, like, you know, really, but th- th- those were my dreams at that moment you know in time uh, regardless of whether or not they were rooted in like a deeply seated homophobia um so but my Shit dream- just got yeah. um but no so now i'm actually i never expected to be this person sitting here today and i'm so happy to be this person that it's just such a pleasant surprise
0: we're happier than this person too yeah oh, we're
3: very aunt. pleasant
2: yeah we're yeah. really happy oh, you.
1: <laughs> if you had a husband and kids i don't think we'd hang no <laughs>
3: It'd be weird. Uh, For me, I always wanted to do the performing. So I'm getting to do what I always dreamed about doing, but I'm getting to do it in a cooler way because we're kind of in charge of our own destiny and the way we've built up YouTube. YouTube's opened the doors that would be a lot harder to open if I was just auditioning. And so I feel like I'm getting to live my dream, but I'm lucid dreaming. And so I'm actually getting to control my dreams wow that's the first time i've said that that's and that was really good i think
2: Whoa. it was i'm going to process that later okay. wow um at 16 i didn't have a real like tangible concrete life goals i mean i knew that i wanted to m- move away from home at some point and not live in my parents house okay. uh, i love my parents very much and their house is fine um <laughs> but uh, i wanted to move away and i wanted to be creative i didn't know exactly what i, I didn't necessarily think I wanted to be a performer. I just knew I wanted to be creative. And and then I just sort of like tackled life a couple months at a time. Like, I've never had a long term plan, which has been really helpful because I think one of the hardest things, and it's a huge theme in Dirty 30, is managing your own expectations for yourself. So, when you, it's great to set goals, but it's also great to
3: realize that if you don't achieve those goals, everything can still be okay. Or that the goals change. I mean, we've talked about this before um, in the last week when we've been discussing the movie, and that we all have gotten this incredible boost and this incredible um, career lift from the internet and when i was 16 the internet was aol dial-up and like if someone called you got bumped off i'm old y'all yeah
2: she said in an interview earlier today that she didn't think that she'd be working on the net and she said it unironically
3: yeah no sarcasm just authentically what she felt well, so that's
1: what I'm saying. It's like we couldn't even have guessed this would be our career because it didn't exist. It's true, and like as uh, as uh, but, uh, as my friends and people in my age group turn 30, it's interesting to see those who are still pining after their teenage dreams and are actually unhappy in their present current life because those that life doesn't reflect what they thought it would be. And I always just think like, what a waste! Instead of like yearning for something that you don't have, why don't you appreciate and try and focus on what you do have and be like, okay. I have this this and this but maybe i want a more creative outlet so with my resources what can i do to have a more creative outlet instead of thinking like well if i'm not literally brad pitt then i am unhappy like but so many people think that way
0: you would be a great career counselor i feel like <laughs> yeah i want you to just like be my hr manager yeah. Help me out. good advice um now that i have you all here i do want to roll a clip
3: oh oh yeah that's good old clip It's your 30th birthday. Yes, and I don't want to make a big deal about it. No, let's make a big deal. Let's have a party. (gasps) Yes, please, please, let us throw you a party. Please, 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 it's what I do. Mm, No, thank you. But if you insist on going out, I'll break out this bad boy. Red Lobster, baby. 25 big ones, courtesy of Aunt Meryl, who is a freak. Officially. Wow. Well, I'll get excited if there's a Cheesecake Factory gift card in here. I think there is, but I used it. What is this? It's from Lincoln High. I don't know. They probably want money. Are we old enough that schools want money from us now? I think you are, technically, yeah. Oh, okay. That's how it's gonna be.
2: Shut the front door! Um... What? Did I not graduate? No, okay, um, do you remember in, I think it was sophomore English, when Mr. Robbins had us write letters to our 30-year-old selves? Vaguely. Yeah, well, uh, he
3: actually mails them. Oh my God. Stop it. No, Evie, don't. read it. Kate. Okay, we're really doing this, huh? Dear 30 year old Kate. Oh wow, you dot your eyes with little stars.
2: That's precious. Hey Kate, congrats on surviving till 30. You go girl. You go girl? It was the early 2000s. And you go girl is timeless, come on. That's debatable. You will be a super successful orthodontist with your own practice.
3: Cool, teenage me is already over one. There will be a little one to take care of or at least a bun in the oven. I don't even use my oven,
2: literally or metaphorically. You'll have the greatest guy in the world. He'll be handsome and sweet and funny. I have no doubt you will have the most
3: incredible life. I'll see you then. (laughs) Yeah, that last line was pretty creepy.
0: I feel like that clip kind of gave a great intro to the characters. I want to talk about the characters really quickly. Um, is there a bit of Hannah and Grace within their characters? Oh, absolutely.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay, tell us more, and, yeah. James With, Sorry, I is. saw names like that, and I was like, oh, here we are so actor, fancy. Actor,
1: <laughs> actor.
3: Um, Absolutely. I mean, Hannah. No, Hannah's talked about it before. Tell them how you discovered how, like, your character you are
1: uh when i first read the script i um was very surprised because my character charlie uh the main like plot line that they follow is that they challenge a you know much larger person to a series of competitions uh, throughout the night and you know i was really surprised by that because i was like oh someone who's like really competitive like that's that's not like me um thanks so much memory for giving me a role that's really going to stretch me as an actor and she was like what are you talking about? Uh, because I guess that when I get drunk, I get a little competitive.
2: But also when you're sober. We literally were just doing an interview an hour ago and we were playing Two Truths and a Lie and you were winning and the girl didn't acknowledge that and you said, no, but
1: I'm a point ahead. <laughs> I, it's I not about competition, it's about accuracy. If Mamrie was a point ahead, I would say Mamrie is the one who is a point of head. Like, you know what I mean? It's accuracy. I just happen to often be winning.
0: <laughs> All right.
3: Uh, and Grace, uh, Grace's character, Evie, I feel like is a combination of her and me a little bit. Uh, because she just gets so excited throw this party and she is just the number one cheerleader in fun times
2: yeah uh, she's way more I think uh, extroverted than I am as a human being so that's more like Mamrie but I, I get excited about excitement and people having a good time and making sure people are having a good time and so I think that's where Evie and I sort of get along and also like Evie doesn't know how to pace herself at all so that's also something you know I'm working on actively
0: <laughs> we're all changing um, speaking of those like nice lower thirds, how do you guys feel about having actor under your name?
1: I mean, I think it's super cool. For me, it's like, uh, you know, I really have a huge, huge, huge respect for actors and the, that art form and that craft because it's something that takes so much time, but then also so much vulnerability. I feel like people that are really truly good at acting truly know themselves and how to tap into aspects of themselves that um, a lot of people don't even acknowledge exist.
2: Yeah, I feel like my title should say actor in progress. Like, I'm not fully there. Uh, I, I've, I've done some acting, and I, I'm, I get excited to get better every time we have a new project. And I think that was really, I felt really proud of myself and everyone in this yeah. performance. Because I think from Camp Dakota, the movie that we made a couple years
3: ago, it's a huge evolution for all of us and a huge like graduation of, of growth in that world. I agree. I mean, I think the more you do it, the better you get at it which is why I mean like you guys I saw from Electra Woman Diner Girl it was like you had this whole project in between and it was like another growth step in acting and then when we got to set at Dirty 30 I was just like I'm always I'm blown away by their choices there's some subtlety in what Hannah does on certain uh. lines like when she's just like oh, I get it we're lying like all these little like moments in the movie where she's just like hmm hmm just Great. that she adds that I think are so wonderful. <laughs>
1: That's so nice.
0: She she gave your Oscar speech right
1: there. I know, yeah, exactly. That's so sweet.
0: <laughs> um, uh, So were there any other characters in the film that were kind of just taken from your real life?
3: From real life? Not so
2: much. I mean... I think there's probably, there's no one specifically in any of our real lives. There's definitely
3: it. archetypes. Like yeah. we said, we wanted this to be modeled off a traditional like high school party movie yeah. set in adulthood. So there's definitely the bitch, played right. by Anna Akana, who oh, is she such
2: just a, good such job a non-bitch
3: Fantastic. off camera. Just oh, she's such so a great, great human. You know, you have your jock. You have your nerd that gets the gets revenge you have all those different archetypes that you'd have in any John Hughes Breakfast Club type of film but what they would be doing in in uh, you know in adulthood
2: yeah because I think it's really easy to kind of you know classified cliques in high school and then you think that those lines dissolve when you're an adult and not not completely there's
1: still a lot of that that's really present in adulthood but i will say that what i really love is that in those um in those john hughes movies you know it's like the jock is still the jock he's top of his game but then in thirty thirty 30 you have what happens to that person you know 12 years later after high school which is something that the glory of facebook shows us all like people that peak in high school yikes peak in high school There's a lot of life after high school.
0: Too much, almost. Um, (laughs) That was dark. Sorry about that. Um, So, uh, behind the scenes, um, you guys are all executive producers on this film, just like Camp Dakota. Um, Is that something that you guys are interested in doing more outside of Holy Trinity projects? Or, yeah? Absolutely. I think we all want to develop things.
3: Uh, None of us have vanity about our ideas. So I know every time we're going into a different project, be it writing it or um, just... from a producing aspect we always go in with a matter of we don't have to be in this we just want to make sure it's the best it can be um so we definitely want to develop more um because being in charge of every aspect and on screen writing producing you're going to churn out less things and i've personally i think i speak for all of us is uh i have too many ideas to execute every job
1: yeah Yeah. i I think personally like my my Agenda motivated by self interest is that I just want to make more LGBT content and I want to make stuff that um, where LGBT relationships or characters, the focus isn't their coming out story or isn't them realizing their sexuality or any of that stuff. It's just stories that are good stories. Oh, and this character happens to also be a gay person. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's and, a real human being. Yeah, just a person, yeah. you know? Which I think we accomplish in Dirty Thirty. Dirty Thirty does a Absolutely. great job, but no spoilers. <laughs>
0: Um, uh, you guys are always putting out probably, weekly content on YouTube. This movie... <laughs> <laughs> most, this week has most been uh, a <laughs> rough week for me, to be totally honest. But, you know, Snapchat, Instagram stories, right. every yes. whatever's next. Yeah. Um, what was like, you know, just focusing on one project and characters for, you know, however long we filmed for? There's no such thing as focusing on one project. Okay.
3: Uh, yeah, the, the other things don't quit. So it's when... You know, at any point in time, which when people are like, oh, you're being slack on YouTube or whatnot. Like, when we were doing Hey USA, the first season, and we're traveling, and we're getting off a day where we white water rafted for eight hours and rock climbed and went, did you know, was on camera for 12 hours. I was getting calls that we needed this tomorrow, the script. And, And then also the first manuscript of my book was due in seven days. So like at any point, it's, you're spinning multiple, multiple plates. They just are released at different times. And it's also just managing your own focus. Being able yeah. to
2: focus on one project for a certain period of time where your like full attention is required, and then being able to shift your focus to the other projects that you have that are still all on burners. It's like uh, cooking,
1: you know? Yeah, which I'm not good at, but <laughs> anyway, just so you know, Grace actually is pretty good at cooking. Like, you uh, I'm c- great at, like, really repressing stress. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I always really, one of the things I admire most about Grace is that you are, you know, you do so mu- you do just as much as we do, and you have so much stuff going on, and yet you are the most consistent with your uploads like and I just respect that so much because it's not that any of us are ever taking a break. None of us are ever being lazy. Like I wish there was this like laxadaisical idea of myself that like I'm not feel like posting a video. No, it's just that we're so busy and then somehow
2: you do it. Yeah, I think um, I am fueled by fear of letting people down.
1: <laughs> just and I uh, love guilt. <laughs> <laughs> Like can I hate myself about this all day long? Sounds yeah. good.
0: Those sound like ingredients <laughs> to success, I feel like. Guilt and letting people do, not yeah. letting people down. Hell yeah, yeah. Um, I want you guys to talk about the best parties you've ever been to or ever thrown because this is pretty freaking good. It's, it's a, a great good party. party. Yeah.
2: Mamrie's kind of master of party throwing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at a theme. I've thrown very good theme parties throughout my life, but also just, I, the key to throwing a good party is having, th- is being the guest that has the most fun. Yeah. So like, if you're the host, you should also be having the most fun. And I, too many people, they get so wrapped up in, is it gonna be perfect? Is everyone gonna show up? Are we gonna have a good time? Is everyone okay? That they themselves don't have a great time. Yeah. And it's all based, it's a trickle down effect. If the host is having fun, everyone else is having fun. Speaking of great parties. <laughs> We had a premiere party two nights ago. Dude. It crushed. (laughs) It
1: It was amazing. It
2: crushed so hard that Mamrie missed her flight to New York City the next morning.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And then I got on the next flight in full (laughs) makeup from the night before.
1: (laughs) She did. Uh, I like to send bitmojis, and Mamrie likes to send exactly her face. She brought them
2: shitmojis. (laughs) She refuses to download bitmojis, so it's just her face doing something crazy. It's
1: just like a Miranda Sings. Yeah,
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) No, but it was incredible. We had, like, I mean, it was was wonderful. Lionsgate threw an incredible premiere party, and I just hope that everybody had so much fun because we had so many of um, other digital creators and, like, our friends come out and support the movie, which was something that was so wonderful because we know how busy they are. Yeah, and they're also in the movie, and even cool. ones who weren't like Colleen. Yeah, and like, oh, totally. Yeah. But but that's another thing
3: is we have so many great, talented other content creators who are in the movie, and they're so
1: good. Yeah, in their they're parts. so good.
0: Speaking of Liongate, um, what was it like having just that iconic opening at the beginning of your film? I feel like that's pretty freaking exciting.
1: Yeah, it's super exciting. It's super I, exciting to see like a big logo that you're so familiar with. You know, it's like dun- 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 dun, or whatever their song is. Um, yeah. You know, like and you're like, just like, like ah! it's like when you walk into a party with like the most attractive
2: person on earth and you're <laughs> like, this is who I'm with. Everyone back up. I'm so glad I get to make you yeah, feel that thank way. Thank you, Mamrie, for being that for me. <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, no, it was just cold chills on cold chills like one of those moments on Tuesday We had the premiere and then when we walked into the party before everyone got there and seeing that that all the things you're thinking of They come into fruition and they're executed. I started crying
2: Oh, but Mamrie, there was a man covered in uh, Tostino's pizza rolls in the front and Mamry had to pause next to him to cry to about weeping. how beautiful it was at the party it was a great Everything moment.
0: you ever wanted sounds like a dream. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to take us to the next clip, which gives us a little bit more insight into the characters' personalities. Great.
3: Cool.
0: Throw me a party.
3: Seriously? Yep. Let's check one thing off that letter. Throw me a damn party. I'll make T-shirts. No, no, nothing crazy. Let's keep it super casual. Evie, do you even have time to throw this? So last minute? Evie? Evie? Sorry, I
2: blacked out from excitement. Kate, of course. I once put together the Alpha Sigma Tiki Mixer in two hours, complete with
3: a full roasted pig. All right. Well, seriously, keep it very small, classy, even. And Charlie, I'm counting on you to keep Evie in line. Never do. Okay. Cool. I will put it in my calendar. This is gonna be really fun. I think I just found us a
1: venue. Yeah! I know, every time we watch anything from the movie, I'm like, I wanna watch the movie. The whole movie, please.
0: Well, luckily, it is released tomorrow on iTunes. It's released tonight Tonight at midnight. Midnight. At midnight, yeah. Yeah. So if you
2: guys go home and you pre-order it and start downloading it now, it'll play directly at midnight, you don't have to wait. Yeah, it's so good, yeah.
3: That sounded like our
0: goth girl group. Tonight at midnight. (laughs) (laughs) I love Good Coven, so. we're gonna take it to you. Go- oh, I just threw some water. Um, we're gonna take it to you guys with some fan questions. Um, hi, I'm nervous. Hi,
1: that's a time, beautiful yeah. name.
0: Is that a family name? God, we're nerds. <laughs> yeah. No, um, my name's Tatiana. Um, first of all, happy birthday. Thank you. Maybe. Yeah, happy birthday, baby. <laughs> Um, second off, um, I wanted to know, um, first, uh, second of all, congratulations to all of you and all your projects that you've ever done. Um, you all do very amazing. I followed you for a few years. Um, it's been a great ride so far. Um, I wanted to know what would you or what do you say to people who tell you that um, you're wasting your time doing YouTube when you have all these other things going on and you're expanding your horizons and stuff like that. Like what would you or what do you say to people who say, Oh, you know, you still do that YouTube thing? Like or to people who say, Oh, it's not a real job and, and things like that, like what do you say? Like, Show me the
2: receipts. No just <laughs> <laughs> Um I I I to people that think YouTube isn't a real job or wonder why we spend our time doing it. I feel just kind of embarrassed for them having that point of view, because to myself and for you guys, I I believe it's really a special thing that we've stumbled into. It was truly a hobby, something that we we all just authentically enjoyed that happened to become a job, which is, you know, the best thing you could ever ask for with a job to be something you actually enjoy doing. That doesn't happen for everyone. So it's. Hannah has this amazing quote that she said years and years ago uh, on this panel that we were at that, uh, you know, dance with the one that brought you. And if YouTube's the one that brought you to the dance, you'd be a real jerk to just start dancing with, like, ABC. Yeah, and it's like, (laughs)
1: you just, you dance with other people, but you always dance with the one that brought you. Give (laughs) them a spin. Give them a spin around the block. But honestly, um, the thing is, is that it's still fun. It's still a hobby. It's fun to make videos. I love it every time. And I think that thinking of it like, As my job, like like, when I really get in my head about obligation, like, oh, my God, I have to post two videos a week. Uh, And I get all like in my head about it. I'm like, wait, you like to make videos, Hannah, you know. Right. Um, So that's when people are saying, like, why do you still do that? I'd be like, because I like it. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hi, my name is Matt.
1: Hi, Matt. Great sneakers.
0: Why, thanks. Mm Um, and I've been a huge fan of you guys for so many years. Grace, even since the Grace and Michelle days.
2: Whoa, vintage. Right? Wow. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. A little
0: bit. Um, I just wanted to know if you guys had a favorite food or snack from Craft Services on the movie.
3: Oh, yeah, baby. Oh. At 11 a.m., every day was dip time. <laughs> and he would create a new dip. Sometimes there were some different flavored hummuses. Yep. Sometimes there was this mahamar, which we, is. We fell early. in love
1: with this Craft Service guy. So in much. Camp Dakota, mm-hmm. and then when we found out that he would also be on the set for Dirty Thirty, it was like, oh, thank God! Yeah, and then
2: like a week into shooting, he got a whiteboard so he would write what the dips of the day were going to be on the whiteboard, so we had something to look forward to because there were two dips: one in the morning, one in the afternoon.
3: Sorry, it doesn't we're very take passionate. a lot for we love dips. <laughs> we love <So> dips. Excited.
1: <laughs> oh, so excited! Oh, it was so good. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. You got it. Thanks.
0: What's the most memorable thing that's happened to you in New York? Like, what's your best New York City story?
3: Whoa. Wow. Well, we both lived here. I lived here eight years. Yeah. Yeah. I lived here five. I don't know if I have the best story because there's so many memes that you make and there's so many different versions of your life and going from 22 to 30. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm just really proud. I moved here with a deflated air mattress and $400. Wow. And so I think that, I think the thing I'm just, the biggest memory is like how insane I felt in an empty apartment with like three sweet potatoes to eat for the week. Yeah, and um, and just like the pride of living here is difficult. Like you got, it's a part time job in and of itself. So yeah. you should be very proud that you've lasted thirty three days. Yeah, um, and just to keep going because there's all you're gonna meet amazing people around you, and no one's gonna let you fall.
2: It's the most magical city, because so many things can happen here. As, as difficult as it, as it is, it has such rewards too, so it's this balance. One of my favorite stories that Mamrie, um, Mamrie actually threw me a birthday party in New York, in Brooklyn, <laughs> one year, because I hate throwing parties for myself. I get very anxious about it. And so she's like, I got you, like last minute. And so she threw it at this bar, but we were meeting at another bar first, and then walking over. And she came, and she's like, "I have my." Uh, she texted me like, "I have your birthday gift with me," and she brought me. She had like uh, it was a one of the green screens that folds up into that circle, um, and she had wrapped it up, and then she wrote diaphragm on oh. dental dam. Oh, dental dam! <laughs> <laughs> this is how deeply I've repressed it. And she gave it to me at the first bar, so I had to carry it through Brooklyn Giant to my birthday dam. party, and then set it in the back where <laughs> everything.
3: Like, like I full on made a packaging.
1: It yeah. was a dental
3: <laughs> dam this big. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was really great. So like memories like that can happen here. Oh, I'm excited yeah.
1: for New York City then. Yeah. Yay!
3: yeah a concrete jungle. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Um, I was just wondering, um, as a creator, how, much, how many ideas do you have that just don't even make it to telling your friends about? Like, what's the ratio of things that don't even get started or created?
1: Because, like, I want to create things, but sometimes I'm too intimidated to even begin. Oh, my God. Like nine to one? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, Which yeah. Way? Which way? Well, you think about things all the time. You're like, oh, that's a good idea. Oh, that'd be cool. I don't make that. Maybe everything that seems time-consuming, I don't do. <laughs> it's true. I'm yeah, it's true. I, I get really intimidated about failing, and so it's like I can only do something as quickly as I can get it done. As qu- like I'm like, can I get this done right now? Okay, so then I'm not scared and I don't stop, um, which is why I think I stumbled onto YouTube. just um, so the girl who's written two books. Well, I, I was gonna say except for writing, but then I studied writing like my whole life. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's. Like the way you feel about acting is the way I feel about writing. It's We're like oh same.
2: Yeah. 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 Totally.
1: It's also good to surround
2: yourself with the people that can execute, because Camp Dakota wouldn't have happened had we not met Michael Goldfein, who is one of the executive producers on it, and also on Dirty 30. Hannah had just met him in a general meeting, and then I met him in a general meeting, and Mamrie met him in a general meeting, and once she told
3: him about a script for a camp movie that she had been working on, he immediately was like, okay, when are we doing it? Yeah, block off two months this summer. Yeah, uh, The script was not written. I had 20 pages of a script that had nothing to do with three friends. It was just about one woman. So it's... I mean. I I think there's a level of worrying it's going to take too long, but it's just starting it. It's just putting it down, and I think it's really important to surround yourself with people that you have zero embarrassment bouncing an idea off them, and also people who will hold you accountable and be like, "Great, bitch, I want to see the treatment in two weeks." Totally,
2: show me, show it to me. And
1: if you have a lot of ideas but you have trouble picking like which one, you're like, "Oh man, like I have these five things. They all seem equally cool." Then don't make the challenge. And you know, being like, which of these is the best idea? Make the challenge. Which of these can I think about for a week? Yeah, I was gonna say some ideas seem great in the
2: moment, and then three days later, you completely forget about them. But there's always an idea that lingers that you're like, hmm, but that'd be really cool. And usually, it lingers because you should do it in yeah. some
3: way. Yeah, just start it. It's like when you have, <laughs> it's like when you have so much laundry, <laughs> dirty laundry, yeah. and you're just like, I gotta I do, do laundry. For like a week, and yeah. she's like, "Just do your laundry. It's gonna take twenty minutes, yeah. you know. So just start. Just get that first sentence down, and then it's no longer a thing that just exists in the ether. It's a project you're working on." Hi. Hi. Hi, Juliana. Hi, Juliana. Um, and um, so, first of all, happy birthday, Mamrie. Thank you yeah. very much. Um, I love you all so much. You're so inspiring, and um, I just wanted to ask. Um, F- from filming the movie, um, what have you learned about yourselves as actors and each other as sort of just people? Um, and what sort of like, what has changed between what you've learned about yourselves from actors from Camp Dakota and from and then up until Dirty 30? Great question. Wow.
1: Um, I would say, the thing that I learned about myself as an actor is that I'm just so scared all the time. Like, I'm so insecure. Like, so, like, because it's like something I'm not confident about. And so it's like, I don't want to try different things. I don't want to, like, step, like, trying to get comfortable with experimenting and, like, because that's what good acting is, right? It's, like, bringing things to the role, but, like, I'm so terrified of fucking up that I'm just, like, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) No. So Camp Dakota, I literally was, like, these are my lines. (laughs) No, you crushed it that's how I felt
3: Well, no yeah no that's how you feel I'm not discounting your feelings whatsoever but you hide it well you yeah. act like you're confident
1: yeah so that's uh, your greatest great, role audit that It's a lie um,
2: I've learned that I the choices in my I, I want to be more cognizant and like watch playback more which I'd never do because even in my YouTube videos like I'll edit the video and just upload immediately I don't like watching it back It uh, for some reason makes me like embarrassed and that's when like mistakes happen like 20 minutes of black space just happens <laughs> at the end of a video constantly and uh, now it's charming maybe I don't know Um, but in I I don't watch playback a lot when I do stuff in the longer form content and so the choices in my head that I think that I'm making that are big when I watch the final product I'm like oh that wasn't as bold as I thought in that moment I was making uh, for that choice and so I think it's really good to like force yourself to look at yourself Figure out what you want to change and do it again. And don't be afraid to make
3: those changes. Yeah, you have to analyze even if you feel like it's going to make you cringe. Yeah. You know, it's athletes have to watch playback to see what they need to do differently. Right. And I think it's the same with acting.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like reading a second draft yeah. or, you know, or getting notes. Well, it's just like, OK, uh, here you go. And you're like, look at the first ones. You're like, OK, yeah, OK, <laughs> it's so scary. I wanted to ask, was there anything that you took away from doing Camp Dakota that you felt was, like, a learning experience? I don't want to use the word failure, but anything that was, like, wow, we should never, ever do that again. (laughs) Hmm.
3: Never ever do that again.
1: You know... (laughs)
3: I will say one thing that I wanted to do. Uh, Camp Dakota was magical, and I'm so excited that our first movie was so um, insular and the three of us. But I knew from that that we had so much fun when anyone visited set yeah. or was in for like a day player role. So I just feel like our energies, like We're so in sync with each other that we need people who are very different from us to bounce off of. Which is why in Dirty 30, it was like, we need all different types of characters and all different... YouTube, but also just traditional sketch comedy or audition for the role. We need variety around us, and I think it really brings out, you raise your bar when there's other other dynamics around. Yeah, I
2: also think Camp Dakota is a very sweet film with a lot of heart, and because it's sweeter, the pacing's a little slower, so it's kind of like that film's like classical music, and this film's more like jock jams, which the pacing is you know much quicker and it's funnier and it's uh, you know in your face and it's joke, joke, joke and character, character, character. There's moments where it slows down, like jock jams always have that build up and then the beat drops, oh, yeah. uh, you know, so you gotta those, catch your breath, right? Those those sweet moments. So I was really excited once you know we did Camp Dakota to try to do the thing
3: that we love, which is comedy, just like pure comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also learned to get the same crafty for dip day. Yeah,
2: dips, them <laughs> dips
3: dough.
2: Oh my God, hi guys. Hi. hi. I love you guys way too much, but anyway, <laughs> happy birthday Mamrie. <laughs> um, really random question about the movie. Did you guys take advantage of the set and throw a party without the cameras rolling and without soy milk and
3: because I why not? wish, like a, a person lives there.
2: Yeah. Like that was a house that we rented, yeah. and the owner, from time to time, would just wander around, set with his dog off leash, to the point that I had to ask them if they saw the man because I thought it was a ghost just wandering around the pool with a dog. And I was like, no one else is stopping this man, and he's somehow here with a dog just wandering around. That sounds like a ghost to me. Well, then they were like, no, that's the
3: owner, and he wasn't. Who died saying- 40 years no! ago? No, no. <laughs> Um, Unfortunately, we weren't allowed to take advantage of this awesome, huge place. I think the closest it came was when we wrapped out. We shot there for two weeks and then we went dark a week for Thanksgiving um, and then shot all the scenes that aren't at the party. All the lead up and the scenes subsequent towards the end, which was very fun to go dark over Thanksgiving when you need to not... Look bigger oh, a week
0: later. Oh, she's got a crop continuity.
2: top. And I was like, wait, we're coming back after Thanksgiving continuing to shoot in the crop top? <laughs> what? No! I think
3: the closest we came was uh, the last night at the house when we knew we were getting a break. Just the camera crew just rolled in with like two coolers of beers. Yeah yeah, that's about it. Ben we had to sit on the steps though. we couldn't even go in the house, but that's you know, there's
1: a difference between work and play. work hard, yeah. play hard. you know? it's like when you're working, you're working. But that's you why know? our
2: premiere party was that much more fun because we right. finally got the house party that we had wanted the whole time that we were shooting.
1: That premiere party. Yeah we, was awesome. yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. I think I still feel hungover from that premiere party. Like I remember, I saw Grace uh, and Diane at the airport, and, I, and Grace was like, "Memory," and I was like, "I don't know. I've been calling her because they are trying to get on the plane," and I was just like, "I feel crazy. Like I don't know where I am right now." Yeah. That was awesome.
3: I went to a Q&A, we crashed the screening last night in New York, <laughs> and when I got there, I had sleep lines from my jacket, like a Mike Tyson tattoo still on my face from the plane. Yep. <laughs> so yeah.
0: All right, um, I wanna thank you all for joining us, and I want one last round of applause for these lovely ladies. <laughs>